Hello there, I'm PF. This is my tape recorder. Coming to you live from the Brouhaha Comedy Festival, our first ever live podcast. And uh, I guess we're officially kicking off the podcast this year here at 5 o'clock, here down in the tunnel stage. Uh, coming up, Mark Shalafu, fresh from New York City. We'll also have Alex Stone, fresh from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, but first, I get, get, get it queued up here, so I'm cute. But first, as always, fake news. But first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. By the way, it looks like it's self-serve seating for all of you folks there. Just grab a chair off the stacks there. And it's fake news with me. A teenage boy lived inside a Texas Walmart store for days without anyone noticing. The 14-year-old boy slept in a 24-hour Walmart in Corsicana, Texas for several days, CBS Dallas reports. He built two campsites for sleeping in the store, one behind boxes of strollers and the other behind paper towels and toilet paper. After the boy was removed, several employees asked about subletting the spaces. It's nicer than the place I have now, said one employee. Many students went back to school this week to find their favorite snacks gone from the vending machines, and they're pointing the blame at the First Lady via Twitter. New federal standards backed by Michelle Obama limit what products can be sold in school vending machines. It aims to offer more healthy snacks under 200 calories and lower sodium in the efforts to fight childhood obesity. Many of the tweets contained a lot of typos, though, not because the students were poorly educated, but because they had a hard time tweeting with their stubby little fingers. It's been 40 years since George Takei and William Shatner first worked together on the set of the Starship Enterprise, but the two feuding Star Trek stars still have plenty to say about their time on one of sci-fi's most popular series. Takei had said before that Shatner is self-centered and difficult to work with, but now the 77-year-old media-savvy celebrity elaborates on his beef with the polarizing star. says, we are still a family, he told Oprah Winfrey, and he insists that he wasn't the only one put off by Shatner in the cast. We all had problems with Bill on set, George says. The reason why? Ego. And after serving with Captain Kirk, Mr. Sulu later served under Captain Obvious. NASA's Curiosity rover just recently finished its second year exploring Mars, and the red planet's harsh environment has taken its toll. Rocky terrain, tricky sand dunes, and exposure to Martian dust storms have left the SUV-sized robot looking a little worse for the wear as it continues its march towards its eventual goal, Mount Sharp. Now, the rover initially cost $2.5 billion dollars, but its value plummeted it to $12.75 billion after it left the launch pad. Because it loses half its value when it leaves the launch pad. <laughs> Arizona Cardinal season ticket holder John Coulter says he was asked uh, his 15-year-old son to hold his beer cup while he took a picture of the field. Seconds later, two undercover officers with the Arizona Department of Liquor License and Control approached him. Coulter says they told him that it was illegal and that he could be arrested for it. In the end, officers escorted the father and son out of the University of Phoenix Stadium. Now, if he'd only asked his son to hold his gun, there wouldn't have been any problem. I love how the University of Phoenix has its own stadium, but no football team. <laughs> Representative Lee Terry of Nebraska is fighting pressure to agree to a pay cut for members of Congress, instead complaining that the $174,000 annual salary has already been frozen. Uh, this past Monday, Terry's Democratic challenger, State Senator Brad Ashford, proposed that congressional salaries be cut 10% and promised to do so unilaterally if elected. Terry, in response, took umbrage at the notion that congressmen are overpaid. What he's not telling you is that Congress hasn't had a cost of living increase since 2008 when I led the charge for a freeze, Terry told KMTV. Members of Congress voted, uh, last voted for a pay raise in 2009, and, uh, and Terry later pointed out that uh, I've lived in a Walmart for the past two weeks. So we call the callback. All right. Our first guest on the live podcast, he seems to dinger already. Uh, he used to be on my uh, fantasy football podcast years ago. Uh, please welcome back from New York City, Mark Shalafu. 
Well, those are floss down nice in the tunnel, don't they? Here, let's bring you up here. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There it is, yeah, okay. I'm hot now. All right, all right. Well, this I am is, hot. For the first live podcast, this is going surprisingly well. Uh, what, 4.22 in? That's exactly when you want to call it a success, too. <laughs> Four, Five yeah. minutes into it, you're like, no hiccups. No. <laughs> this is going to go perfectly. You've doomed this to fail. I did. All right, so um, back from New York State. How long have you been back? I've been back for a couple months now. All right. Just in time to enjoy this beautiful Cincinnati sweltering heat that oh we have God. this weekend. I, oh, my God. I'm so glad we're in the tunnel. Yeah, exactly. You got a nice breeze going here. So, um, now, you came back uh, because uh, you, it was better to raise a family in Cincinnati, you found out, as a lot of people have. Yeah, it's a little bit cheaper to raise a family here, for sure. Like, New York City is a great city to live in. Once you add a baby to a one-bedroom situation, that uh, makes it a little bit dicier. Once you have to take that baby down three flights of stairs just to get her to go outside for the day, once you have to walk her to a playground that's uh, right next to a power plant, that's when you start thinking about those things. Like, maybe it would be better to move <laughs> to a city that has some, like, grass and trees and well, kids that look like her. Well, the way it is now, I mean, you can, you know, you can work uh, in a Midwest town and, and tour around and pick up a lot of gigs and even, you know, go out and do bigger things. Because, you know, our, our friend Josh lives back here now. Uh, a lot of folks still live, live in Cincinnati but still work, you know, outside of town. Yeah, totally. I mean, living in Cincinnati is certainly not a death sentence in terms of show business. You can still make some things happen for yourself. Absolutely. Uh, and especially because it's a city that has a great scene. A lot of good young guys working their way up. A lot of good established veterans that live pretty close by that come back uh, frequently and lend their expertise to the scene. Uh, there's still a lot of great shows in Cincinnati, too. A lot of, and it helps having a tremendous club. Go yes. Bananas Comedy Club, it doesn't get better than that. So no. being able to walk, work a club of that caliber, that kind of really picks up the slack from the clubs I'm missing out on in New York, the, the rooms I'm used to doing in New York. So that, that makes it a little bit better, a little more palatable. I don't think people realize how lucky they are to have uh, a club like Go Bananas in Cincinnati. No. And uh, a lot of the comics I talk to, because uh, as folks may know that listen to this podcast regularly, I write for a couple of papers around the country, and the uh, two clubs that mentioned most often that are not on the coast... Uh, are the Acme up in Minneapolis and Go Bananas right here in Cincinnati. That's a free plug from Minneapolis. There you go. But yeah, it is. Uh, everybody I've talked to in New York that has come back and worked to the club here, they love it. They love coming to Cincinnati. It's, uh, it's a club that's run the right way, too. And the thing that kills me is, like, before I started stand-up, I worked in radio in Cincinnati, and I had so many friends that had just had never been to a stand-up show before, have never been to the club, and it's like a crown jewel in your own city. Yep. Uh, it, I tell people to go there all the time, because it doesn't matter. Even if you don't know who the headliner is, you're going to have an awesome time if you've never been before. Well, yes, because you know, the, the proper talent is always booked. Yeah. It's always a great headliner, always a great feature. And then usually a local guy emceeing who's, you know, uh, out of the scene, which we... Real hit or miss. <laughs> I'm looking at so, some of the MCs that we have here some for the festival. Some past MCs, yes. You'll see some of those people on stage later. When does this come out? Does this come out before the end of the night? This will drop Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I can't plug my appearance later tonight. No. But you can plug your appearances elsewhere. People can look... Oh, you know what people should, should go look for? And it's going to lead us right into a, a little game we're going to play here. Is, uh, of course, you... Uh, work as a, what you call yourself as the internet sheriff. I am an internet sheriff. It's a good gig to have, uh, especially as a comedian when you're working in different cities or you're traveling. It's a good job to be able to do from home. I work as a comment moderator for a news website that uh, I will, I'll let remain nameless, but it's political in nature. <laughs> so I, I get to deal with some of the craziest people, some of the craziest news on a day-in, day-out basis, delivering my brand of internet justice. 
Uh, if somebody says something that I don't like, I can just, with the power of God, strike it from the interwebs forever. It's a pretty big uh, responsibility to have. Now, these th- you post these on Facebook. And, I do. And these are, these are hilarious. And usually where they'll go, folks, is uh, it's, uh, Mark will post what the person said, and then the punchline is always banned, and then a, a gorgeous punchline from you. Yes, of course, because I still have to get in my jabs. Exactly, if I, exactly. That's my way of coping. When I have to see some of the worst stuff on the internet on a daily basis, you need to have some sort of release. And for, them to, for me to be able to make fun of them, take that aggression out somewhere, that's a, big, that's a big release for me. I like that. Well, let me ask you this. Of the ones you post on Facebook, what percentage of that would you say is indicative of what you're... Are these, are these just the real, real crazy ones? Yeah, I, I try and just keep it to the craziest, you know? Let it rest with the outliers. I'm not going to put up uh, a boring comment... And I would like to say that it's not indicative of the audience at whole, but it really depends on the story. Because there are some people that are just like that crazy, and you have to read this stuff every day. And there are people that read it, they're like, there's no way this is true. There's no way that people actually have these opinions (laughs) about Obama or fracking or Big Bird. You would think that Big Bird's a pretty (laughs) innocuous subject. People have strong opinions about Big Bird. People get fired up about Big Bird. I'm sure they do. If, uh, you know, uh, one of the... uh uh, places I follow and there's a lot of source material for the podcast is Newsbusters. Are you familiar with Newsbusters? I'm not. Yes, this is run by the uh, Media Research Council and uh, what they do, the Media Research Council is out to prove that there is liberal bias in the media through scientific methods, which is ironic for people to be using science who don't really believe in science. Yeah, <laughs> to make exactly. the point. And they have an offshoot called Newsbusters and they uh, promote all this Oh, and the stuff they, you know, it's, you look at it and you go, okay, I can see why they're upset, I can their point. And then you read through the comments section, and I always think of you. Yeah, it, it's, I, I don't know why anybody would want to read a comment section these days, let alone the people that leave comments. Especially <laughs> when you see the misspellings in some of these, you're like, how do you function? How did you work the internet to get to here? <laughs> how are you allowed to have a computer with those views? Yeah, it, it's, the, a common section of any website is usually pretty depressing when you, when you start drilling down. So if you think that's depressing, imagine how depressing it is to work as the thought police that gets <laughs> to read that every day. So is that an eight-hour day gig for you? or is that you Yeah, uh, well, for me, I, uh, I now have my own team of internet sheriffs, internet, internet constables that so, work wait, beneath so you're me. The, you're the sheriff and they're the deputies? Yeah, that, that, that's, I guess, a better term for it. So you're Marshall Dillon and they're like Festus? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I get, to, I get to sit in my throne all day and just let them do some heavy lifting. And then uh, on the extreme stories is where I really get to step in, okay. use my heavy hand of justice. <laughs> but yeah, it is uh, at least an eight-hour day, eight hours a day about that. Sometimes more, sometimes less. It depends. Are my bosses listening to this? Always uh, more. It's always more. Well, it's hit or miss on actually who's listening from, from week to week, but uh, we'll get to that later. So... Um, are there any issues that recently that have stuck out that have really generated the most horrific comments in your mind? Yeah. Uh, if we're talking current news, I, like they're doing that ice bucket challenge thing oh, yeah. right now. And I read a story online where there was a kid in St. Louis who didn't finish it within 24 hours. So the cops shot him. <laughs> they Jeez. shot him. <laughs> For God's sake. Yeah, I read that. Uh, no, that story, the Ferguson stuff, of course, has gotten very very differing views from different types of people and not much of it is pleasant no i don't know if you can believe that but when (laughs) kids get shot people take sides and there are no winners in those conversations that um you know you've got business going on in israel these days that uh, people get worked up about 
Yeah, and it's, it's funny. It's hard, even if you don't, you know, if you haven't come down on a side of the issue because you're waiting for all the facts to come in, I guess reading the comments can be even more uh, terrifying. Yeah, it's been kind of a downer of a week, really, because then we had uh, Robin Williams passing away, and that you know got a lot of respectful comments, which was kind of pleasing for me to see because I go into it bracing for the worst. And then I get to see people actually being kind of nice and thoughtful. But all it takes are like four or five of the worst thoughts ever construed in a row. And then uh, that really bums you out pretty quick. When that happened, I was saying, who's going to say something horrible uh, that, that knows better? And if you had Rush Limbaugh, you won. <laughs> yeah. Or if you had Hippo Nips on the comments section of my website, <laughs> you would have won for him too. <laughs> all right. Well, we, we do have a little... Uh, we have a little segment we usually do on the podcast called, and uh, Little Lizzie hates when I play her voice doing this, but I'm, here you go. It's Facebook, not Factbook. Uh, isn't she adorable? All right, and what that basically like is... That. Isn't that nice? Yeah, That's very did, cute. did that when she was seven, and now she hates it and goes, I sound like I'm three, and like, now she's 11. And she, Facebook, not Factbook. It is Facebook, not Factbook, because often, as you'll see in your news, news feed, as people know, being on Facebook, uh, there's a lot of nonsense out there. Some things uh, are actually facts, and other things... Are not so. Uh, as internet sheriff, I'm going to test your knowledge here of stuff I found on Facebook in the past couple of weeks, and see if they are uh, fact or not. Now, this was um, posted via from Vanity Fair via Eddie Brill, or uh, allegedly from Vanity Fair, maybe not. Is that James Garner described Ronald Reagan as a terrible leader based on the time the two spent together as president and vice president of the Screen Actors Guild? Is that accurate? That is inaccurate. That is accurate. Well, really? That's real, yeah. Um, that was on Eddie Brill posted that. He's the guy that books, uh, the, from folks listening, he books the uh, David Letterman show. And used he's to. also a stand-up comedian in his own right. Oh, used to. Yeah. And uh, he's still a stand-up so comedian in his own right, tours out a lot. Oh, really? That's what I heard. Oh. I think he got, he got fired getting, for hating women or something some like dirt. that. Alex gives the thumbs up. Is that you hate women too, Alex, or that he got fired? <laughs> Yeah, I think Alex is uh, thumbsing up for the hatred of women. All He'll right. have to explain himself when he gets on this All podcast. Right. So anyway, well, uh, so he posted this. It was actually from an article in Vanity Fair. It's from James Garner's autobiography. And then uh, I usually, I went and checked it and I said, you know what, this is, this is actually true. And I posted a link and some knucklehead posted underneath it and said, well, James Garner didn't, didn't start acting until 1954 and Ronald Reagan was the president of the uh, Screen Actors Guild in the late 40s. And so I looked it up. And in fact, they served together for a year in 1959. Uh, Ronnie came back and uh, ran the, uh, the SAG for uh, one year, and that was, that was all James Garner needed to see. So I'm 0 for 1, 0 just for like 1. that. All right, yep. Okay, uh, here's a quote for you. A lot of, we have a lot of quotes on the internet from, uh, from folks like uh, founding fathers. Those are always good, telling us why we should have guns and all that fun stuff, and if you don't, we're idiots. Um, so here we go. Uh, this is uh, from Thomas Jefferson. When government fears the people, there is liberty. When the people fear the government, there is tyranny. Yes, that is accurate. No, that's not accurate. That's not accurate? You did not say that, no. Man, I even used the audience on that. They led me astray. This is like, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? I think they sandbagged you on that one. Yeah, if you go to Monticello.com, uh, you can just easily look that up. And this is the so whose quote was that? No, some, someone that made Some it anonymous person? Someone, it was Alex Stone's. He's pointing it was Alex Stone, he's the pointing. next guest on this? Yes. He's That's why he sandbagged me. Exactly. <laughs> you take credit I for looked it. at the Alex Stone fan section who's sitting right up front for this podcast. <laughs> they all said it was accurate. So. Yes. While there are people milling around uh, and while the uh, brouhaha is setting up, there are not. This is the official kickoff. Very That's quite an honor for you. In the seats here. It is, yeah. I was very surprised. Um, but I, I guess Mikey was looking to kill an hour, and he, he didn't have to schedule anybody. With great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. And you only book the top flight guests. Exactly. 
So anyway, when you, uh, the thing that surprises me about things like this quote is that uh, people have the internet at their fingertips. As you were saying, you couldn't understand how they ever even got on the internet with the, your comments section. But uh, you have the internet at your fingertips. You can look this stuff up very easily. Yeah, that information is available for everybody. It's you don't have to pay extra to find out no. facts and information. <laughs> you don't. And Monticello.org, I don't think it's going to lead you astray on Thomas Jefferson. I love that people will take that and they'll see it on somebody's Facebook page and then they won't check it, they no. won't repost it, but that'll stay in their heads and they yep. will quote that to their friends in like violent arguments later in the week and months. Yeah, and people, they'll say that like it's gospel. And it becomes uh, what I like to call a thing that's not a thing. Like uh, the, with people that, uh, poor people having iPods, people on food stamps, they all have iPods. Poor and people iPhones. have iPods? iPhones, they have iPhones actually. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's, that's a thing that's not a thing. Okay, here we go. Next one. Germany generates almost 31% of its power from renewable energy. Germany generates 31%. I'm going to go with the audience again on this. I'm going to say it's accurate. That is real, yes. Yes. That is real. Yeah. Yay. I did it. And, I'm uh, on the board. I'm the first person to now, get a point in this game. There, there, are some, there are some memes that claim it's over 50%, but that is not accurate. Over 50%? Yeah. But you know who has over 50%? Who? Canada. Canada does? 60% of their no power. No way. Yeah. What, uh, what is their major source of renewable energy up there? Hydroelectric power. Oh, because they have all, all that water. And that, that did it for Alex. He's walking out on hydroelectric power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hydroelectric power accounts for, and then like, they have like wind and solar and stuff. Wind and solar. Yep. Two and big ones. U.S. 13%. Not enough wind in uh, Germany to make 50%. I guess not. Okay. Um, well, that's just the one guy left. Um, <laughs> Facebook plans to add a satire tag to post because so many people believe stories posted by websites like The Onion. That's got to be true. That is real. Yes. Yeah. That's one of my favorite websites. It's that blog that will just uh, chronicle the people that yes. think Onion stories are real. Oh, it is so awesome. Yeah. It takes so little these days for people to get outraged about something. So if they see a headline that looks official in like a picture of some dopey white guy, they will just get furious about whatever the headline says. Well, you'll appreciate this. Um, there was the one a couple uh, days ago, uh, Johnny Manziel forced to wear Cleveland Browns jersey in uh, in terrible hazing incident. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I write for a Browns uh, blog called the Dog Pound Nation, and people got really upset over there. They're like, oh, that's not funny. I'm like, it's hilarious. <laughs> what are you, crazy? Of course. Cause How long a lot have you been Browns fans? Yeah, there are a lot worse things you could make fun of. That's for awesome. like if you're talking about renewable energy. Yeah. And you get all those like Cleveland fans that are trying to burn their LeBron jerseys to stay warm at night. <laughs> well, here's the thing I wonder is uh, there's a website that uh, we're partnered with called Ross Rants and it's kind of a uh, an onion-esque uh, website and uh, it's d just a guy and some writers and uh, some funny stuff. Do check it out, rossrants.com. But I'm wondering, I just saw today before I came over, there's a list of websites that will be tagged satire and some won't be. So Daily Current will be, I don't know why, <laughs> but The Onion, um, Clickhold, or Sister Site. So it's going to kind of think benefit sites like Ross Rants who aren't uh, kind of under the radar because they'll still get away with making fun of stuff where they're going to get the, the, uh, the scarlet letter over there at the Onion. Yeah, that's a great way to build your, sh your social audience because you can just sneak under the radar. Like, the Onion can't just rebrand itself every other year, you know? Like, they're going to be stuck with that satire tag. Not that I think that it matters because a lot of those people that believe that, do you think they know what satire means? <laughs> it's true. They should just write fake or not fake <laughs> with every news story that you see. Because some of those people probably couldn't define satire that's if you true. asked them. They should change it to, this is fake. Because, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. See, this is why your internet sheriff abilities are so sorely needed on the internet. I know. I've got to bring peace to the world of the internet. So do these things just say we can drink, or do we get free drinks? 
Like, I can't answer that, but if somebody <laughs> brings me a wristband, I'm going to put it on so I look cool. Yeah, there you go. Everybody that's here right now has wristbands on. I'm getting mine on, baby. All right. This is a festival. That's how you know it's a festival. That's true. It's wrist. Otherwise, we're just two guys talking in a tunnel. In a tunnel. <laughs> you add some wristbands to it, now we're at a festival. That's going to be our next podcast, two guys talking in a tunnel. All right. Also from the, uh, from the Internet, California is finding ALS challenge participants for wasting water. Say that one again. California. California is finding ALS challenge participants for wasting water during their severe I'm going to say that is inaccurate. That is no real. No. It is real? No, it's no oh, real. It's not, okay. not real. Nope. No real. It's, yeah. that, that sounds plausible, though. Of course, because they're still having that huge drought, right? Mm-hmm. Also, I think that would be probably pretty offensive if you lived in a different country just to watch everybody just wasting fresh drinking water. Although, I guess you probably wouldn't have the internet and stuff if you were super poor. No, I don't, I don't think that you would. That would be great, though, if you find those people for wasting water, because then you could just donate the fine money to the ALS Foundation. Oh, there you go. That's what they should do. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Double up those donations. Man, you are... Raise awareness for the drought and the water shortage. Then you also give the money to the ALS people, and then you look like a hero. Man, that's brilliant. All right. People out there listening in California, let's let's get it going. All right. Got another quote for you. Uh, Let me see. This is from uh, Dwight Eisenhower. And it was from a meme posted uh, in Facebook that I saw. Should any political party attempt to abolish Social Security, unemployment insurance, and eliminate labor laws and farm programs, you, should, you would not hear of that party again in our political history. Did Dwight Eisenhower say that? Since it's coming from a meme, I'm going to say no. That's not true. He did say that. He did say that? Yeah, he went on to say that uh, there was a tiny splinter group, of course, that believed that you can do these things. Among them are a few Texas oil millionaires and an occasional politician or businessman from the other areas. Their number is negligible, and they are stupid. Come on, Ike. Ike. Get with the program. That's why I like Ike. He is probably spinning in his grave. at this. He's dead, right? He's Ike Eisenhower? Yes. Okay, yes. good. <laughs> at least I would have gotten that. He's a... Uh, He's spinning. So if I see a meme about Ike Eisenhower, there's no way I'm going to think that's true. I know, right? But ah. again, took two seconds to look it up. You just you just go into Google, and I'll even give people a hint. I feel like you're chastising me for not looking no. it up in two seconds no. on my phone. <laughs> no, because I think I just thought being the internet sheriff, you would be, uh, you know. Yeah. But well, I, I guess a lot of Eisenhower quotes floating I through. I think the, we've uh, exposed some flaws in my the, law enforcement uh, policies and requirements. N- not a lot of uh, Ike-, Ike quotes floating through Dodge City. Uh, yeah, no. I deal with a lot of quotes, a lot of specific words. Very few of them uh, were spoken publicly by Ike Eisenhower. Okay, so we're going to move on here to uh, the next... See, uh, our friend Sam Evans was going to join us, but he's taking some kind of bus. Rest in peace. He's taking some kind of... He may. He's taking a long bus from... Uh, from oh, really? It's okay. a really long bus it's from a really New York long City. Bus from New York City. And, uh, he, he got lost. He, he, uh, he shan't be with us tonight. And uh, he's, of course, is, uh, been in New York City for a while as well. But uh, since you're wearing your New York shirt, I'm going to see uh, just what kind of a New Yorker uh, you are. I'm the best kind of New Yorker. All right. You won the, the left. kind of left, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It takes the culture and spreads it out everywhere else. All right. Sprinkles uh, it around. How many of New York's boroughs are, fr- are surrounded by water? Um, surrounded completely? Yes. None of them. Oh, no, wait. Staten Island. And? Um, Queens is not, because if you're counting Brooklyn, Manhattan? Yes. Manhattan technically, oh, I guess it is. It is, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Manhattan and the Bronx. There you go. Pretty close. All right. I got, I got it. Got one. Woo. Okay. Uh, Queens is north or south of Brooklyn? It's north. There you go. I'm not an idiot. There you go. I lived in Queens. 
Okay. Not cool in, enough for Brooklyn. I in, okay, I thought you lived in Brooklyn. Queens is where the real people live. Brooklyn is where, like, if you have really rich parents, like if you're Alex Stone and you wanted to move to <laughs> New York City, you'd live in Brooklyn. There you go. Because he's cool. He's got all sorts of money just falling out of his pockets constantly. There you go. That last comic money. <laughs> last comic internet money. <laughs> that last comic money. It's going to fund his lifestyle for okay. years to come. Okay, well, now we're to a sticky one because um, I had this one specifically for Sam because, of course, he was a literary major. And I was going to tease him about that as he teases himself. What's that? Uh, Sam was a literary major. He was a what major? Literary. Oh, okay. Yeah, and of course his, his joke, I don't know if he still does it, is that uh, his, friends, his dad's friends ask him what he's going to do with that, and he says disappoint his father. So That makes sense. It's a nice line. So, um, so if you get this one, I wouldn't have known this one either, but since I was, you know, maybe you have some literary uh, capacity in you as an internet sheriff. Um, the quote, it's a quote, as for New York City, it's a place apart. There is not its match in any other country in the world. Is that Pearl S. Buck? Henry Miller or John Steinbeck that said that? It was John Steinbeck. Henry, who was the... Henry Miller or Pearl S. Buck? Uh, I think it was Henry. It was Pearl S. Buck. Come on! I would have gone with Henry Miller too, though. I thought it was Henry Miller for sure. World traveler. Yeah. I Uh, thought thought that was a layup for me. (laughs) I don't think Sam would have gotten that right either, though. Because he's kind of a dummy. Yeah, Alex says no. Okay. Yeah, so what? I, I majored in language... Journalism. I have got a lot of English experience. I should have known that. Yeah. Well, um, you know, my daughter's getting ready to go to college uh, next fall. No, yeah. two falls from now. And because uh, she's a junior. And uh, I went to Bowling Green. My wife went to Bowling Green. And I, I asked them, I said, you know, it, will it help that we went there and that we're alumni? And they said, well, uh, yes, it will. But also, have you, have you donated to the school in the past? And I said, well, well, no, because my wife and I both went to Bowling Green. So. Oh. Yeah, thank you very much. Ouch. What was your major? Uh, broadcasting. Oof. My wife was liberal arts, so they so really gonna... should let her go for free. <laughs> yeah. I think they owe us. <laughs> you wouldn't let her go into the media, would you? Lord, no. Okay, good. No, she's going to go into it's photography. It's a responsible father. Or media relations, I think she wants to go into. Ah, even that's, media uh, relations. At least you'll make some money doing that. Yeah. You know? For those listening to the podcast on a regular basis, that's Fangirl, for those of you who don't know. All right, um, here's a Broadway question for you. Up on your Broadway? Yeah, I'm up on my Broadway. What I enjoy show? some musical theater. And it's a multiple choice. So multiple choice? I'm, right. I've got, I'm guaranteeing this one. <laughs> what show holds the record for the longest run in the history of Broadway? Is it? I know it. Do you? What is, you want to guess without? The record? Yeah. Oh, wait. Do I need to know the years? No, I think it's oh. of all time. Okay, go back. Okay. Is it Cats? Phantom of the Opera? Oh, it's Phantom. Rent or Chicago? It's Phantom. Do you want no to change question. your answer? I don't want to change my answer. It's, it's Phantom. It's Cats. Damn. Yeah, I know. Is it really cats? How long was cats? I don't. I don't have the details. I'm calling. I'm calling BS on this. Okay. Does anybody know in the audience? If there's only some it's way. It's not we, cats, right? If there's only some way we could look it up. I pointed to everybody. There's only some technology that will allow you to look up things. I know that Phantom's right, the longest-running show now on Broadway. Currently? Yeah. That could be. And there's it's been going on for a long time. I can't believe that cats would have had a longer run. Wicked. Wicked. Wicked nice. was supposed to bomb. Wicked, lo- really? But it, no, okay, well, he, he just made that up. Wicked has only been out for like 10 years. Okay, well, I want everybody to e- email the podcast, and you can find that email address on the Podbean Where page. are you getting your information? I'm, from the internet. <laughs> if you can't trust the internet. It's got to be true. With Broadway information. there. Is I'm this gonna, from like an Ike Eisenhower I'm meme? Gonna, I'm going to leave a nasty comment for you later about this. Something about cats All right, we'll with skip a picture that of Ike? We'll skip that. Okay, uh, question five. According to the four lads, and later they might be giants... Even old New York was once known as what? 
New Amsterdam. There you go. All right. I nailed yes. it. <laughs> I finally went with fist the audience. Punch from Vince, Vince Holiday gives a fist punch for Mark Chalafoon. Yes. yes. All right. I'm a genius. All right. Okay. Uh, let me see. The largest number of tourists, uh, 1.1 million people, come to New York City from what country? Is it Canada, the UK, Spain, or Japan? It's Japan. No. What? United Kingdom. What's it from? United Kingdom. United Kingdom. Yeah. I never would have guessed that in a million years. Just walking around New York, all the people going blimey and. Okay, but I think the other tourists stand out better in my head. Oh, there you go. That could be. Because I don't need to talk to them to know that Uh, they're tourists. There you go. Can just look at them and see. Okay. Uh, Oh, this 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 will be a slam dunk for you. All right. Sports question. Sports question. Before moving to New Before moving to New Jersey, the Jets played in what New York City borough? Long Island. That's not even a New York City borough. It's not a borough. <laughs> um, the Nets played in... The Jets. The Jets. The Jets. I was going to say, the Nets didn't play. No, the Jets. The, yeah, the Jets played in Queens. That is correct. All right. Nailed that. There you go. This crowd is too stunned to applaud for that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let me see. The, um, what show did not take place in New York City? Which TV show did not take place in New York City? Was it Friends, Taxi, Frasier, or How I Met Your Mother? It was Frasier. There you go. All right, big round of applause. It was all over that. Show still holds up, by the way. Frasier does. It does. Okay. Had this chat with uh, Pete George a couple weeks ago on the podcast. Um, they wear suits. Uh, the dad wears flannel and jeans. Okay. And uh, it's still funny. The joke still still. Yeah, holds. suits yeah. still hold up too. And aside from the big walkie-talkie uh, cell phones, you really can't tell us the '90s. Yeah, you don't think Friends holds up, or are you saying? Oh that? yeah, totally. Okay. Again, except for the big, you know, the, the cell phone looks at the calling. They were saying it was only Frasier that holds. Oh no, up. no, 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 not at all. No, Friends holds up really well. Yeah, people still enjoy some Friends. They do. They do. Um, now, for over thirty years, which now defunct consumer electronics chain boasted prices that were insane? Ah oh, man. Audience, what do you feel on this one? They're going to get a shout out. For over 30 years, which now defunct consumer electronics chain boasted prices that were Circuit insane? City? Crazy, Circuit City. That's Crazy Eddie says Vince Holiday. Vince Holiday is right. Radio Shack? Crazy Eddie's. Oh, I thought he said Radio Shack. No, Crazy Eddie's. Did he really say Crazy Eddie's? And he did. He did. I don't know. They're I shaking thought. their heads no. Uh, Seems like. I am um, growing up watching WOR. I could uh, attest to that. I think they're just giving him credit for something he didn't say. All right. Final question for you. Uh, what does IRT stand for? You should know this, running around doing gigs in New York City. IRT? Yeah. The Independent Regional <laughs> Transformation Society. <laughs> Inter-rap- Interborough Rapid Transit. It w- where would I know that from? I don't know, from New York City. The internet told me this. Don't, don't okay, but what, it's not like, like everything's just run by the MTA. It's not like there's IRT signs uh, okay. everywhere. There's not even like a... A thing called the internet, the interborough transit. What was it? Interborough rapid transit. Maybe it's the internet rapid transit. That's maybe. <laughs> That's what fooled me. Interborough. Yeah, I think I still got more than Sam would have gotten, right? I think we're all pretty comfortable. I think so. With that. I, I think I think that's probably safe to say. All right. Well, uh, before we let you go, I want to ask you real quick about fantasy football. Yeah. Are you and tips for uh, people listening out there that may be going to their draft? You tips. Some really the, good ones in the past. Don't get enchanted by the receivers. Okay. Everybody wants to jump on board with the, the receivers and guys like Jimmy Graham taking them way too early in their drafts. Stay with the tried and true. Go with the running backs till they run out. Um, especially, I know people want to go away from that too because they platoon now. Yes. And you're not going to get like one guy with the bulk of your carries. But it's still way more reliable for touchdowns, points, things like that. 
Because as long as you have like a Jamal Charles, that's going to be way better than a Calvin Johnson or Jimmy Graham for you this year. And Jamal Charles is a guy not sharing a backfield with anybody. That's the other yeah, thing. you got to find true. guys that aren't sharing a backfield. So you can get one of those. Yeah, you got to get out on it while you can. If you could snag a Jamal Charles. I, uh, of course, I've also played in a fantasy league with guys that will take tight ends number one overall. Oh, we had that this year. Yeah. We had Jimmy Graham go in the first round. And that's crazy. Anybody that does it just just handing over money to you at that point. <laughs> and speaking of which, the, the, uh, when, when you're organizing a league, you had a, a great tip a couple of years ago. What kind of people to, to get into a league with? Oh, the type of people that you should get in a league with? Yeah, yeah. Oh, any, first off, anybody that does do the uh, tight end thing, you, you should do it with all stupid people. Yes. Yeah, just go with the idiots that don't know what they're doing, and you will easily win. People that, uh, I love the people, too, that will, like, set their rosters once and never pay attention to it again. So you go up a guy, and he's, his quarterback's on a bye, and that's just, like, an easy win for you. You're just making, like, a few hundred bucks because well, he's stupid. We had a guy do that one year. He uh, didn't pay his uh, money, so I froze his roster. And oh, he ended, nice. up, he ended up going to the playoffs. <laughs> That's the worst. Not ditching his roster. And two guys Fantasy football sucks. I know, just can't. Right? It's always the person that shouldn't win it that wins it. It's getting more and more like NCAA bracket tournament challenges, uh, yeah. you know, like where it's like the secretary that wins it or it's some like somebody's grandma who they entered a bracket and it was like the <laughs> last thing they did at the nursing home and then they end up winning it anyway. Yep. That's, that's criminal. It is. It's, just, it's, the, it's blind luck sometimes, but if you pay attention and use your internet... Yeah. You can. It should be easy, it in theory. Be. It should be. But of course, you know, it's guys like us that will always end up in last. You didn't win yours last year, did you? I came in second. Second. All right. That's not bad. Yep. My nephew is You feel respectable about second. Yeah. I've won twice. How uh, much money do you get for second in your league? Nothing. It's winner take all. Nothing? Winner take all? Yep. So second, you might as well be in last. At exactly. That <laughs> at that point, yeah. But it's this, this, the thrill of getting up there, I guess. <clears throat> yeah. It's all about the love of the game. It makes Sundays more tolerable, too. Because you're does. a Cleveland Browns fan, right? Yes. So your Sundays are just garbage. And I've mentioned this before. My biggest thrill ever uh, in football is my fantasy team winning a championship because the Browns have yet to deliver anything beyond uh, a division playoff win. Yeah. That's sad. You've been able to bring home the championships. Twice. And then this year, it's going to be a mess, too. Johnny Football is kind of hot garbage. Uh, I don't know yeah. if you're behind him. No, I'm Starting a Hoyer Brian guy. Hoyer. I'm a Hoyer guy all the way. Until his knee blows up again. Maybe. Keep your fingers crossed. All right, man. Well, it's always good seeing you. Got a truck yeah. coming just pulling away. Thanks for doing this. VIP truck. Gonna Thank see, you. We're going to get the uh, middle music going here. Let me Thanks see to me and here. to Sam Evans, who I filled in for admirably. Oh, there we go. All right. Got the... I'm running this board uh, pretty well, because I've never done this before, uh, as far as the live ones. But uh, thanks again, Mark. And uh, welcome thanks our next guest. I, all right. Sy Sycamore Township via Chicago. Please welcome Alex Stone. Up on our tiny little stage here. Very tiny. All right. How you doing, man? Doing. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. How is uh, now, folks? If you are followers of uh, Last Comic Standing, down to you the didn't see me. Right. But if you, oh, you were in a promo for a split second. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And then if you went on the uh, internet to their internet page, you saw uh, a, a, a lovely joke about you trying to catch a mouse in your apartment in Chicago. Yeah. I was yes. really tearing up. Last Facebook comic standing. There you go. <laughs> Alex Stone. And, uh, well, as, as always goes with these things, you know, not always the, the, the funniest people uh, move on. But, um, sure, sure. But, uh, hey, but nice being, uh, you know, out of, well, Italy had a, 100 people come to the Invitational, right? 
Yeah. Out uh, of thousands and thousands of people that do stand-up comedy. They auditioned 10,000 comedians, and I was one of two picked to be on the show. <laughs> you go. No, I, don't, I think they auditioned 300, 300 this year, and then I, yeah, I was one of that. A hundred of, one of 100 out of 300. But still. Um, and how do they find you again? You mentioned this in the City Beat article. I was recommended oh, by, that's right. uh, by a past performer. Okay, cool. And, and rightly so. Huh? And rightly so. Oh, thank you. I predict big things for this man, everybody. If you're, uh, if you're appreciate that. Yeah. Shalfu's giving me the thumbs down. No. I don't know this no. crowd. Yeah, I really drew out the Stone fans. You know what I mean. <laughs> so I think you're not you're not far off. Big things. Well, people are still drifting through, getting themselves settled. I don't know. Right. They, that golf cart drew more people than we did. Um, I'm actually surprised that this many people have showed up. All right. To be honest with you, yeah. In fact, if you go to the Podbean page. Uh, if you go to Podbean, which is the uh, service that hosts the PS Tape Recorder podcast, and you go to the comedy section, and you go to the first page of the comedy section, and you scroll down and click to the second page, and you scroll down again and click to the third page, you'll see us right there as Popular right. Podcast. Number one, baby. There you go. Number so, one. That's right. So anyway, and if you want to go back and listen to past episodes, I'll plug those now. We've had uh, Jimmy Pardowan, Mark Marin, Andy Kindler, Eddie Izzard, Lewis Black, and Kathleen Madigan. Mark Shalafu, Mark Shalafu, yeah. There you go. All right. All right, ready to play a game? I'm ready. All right. We, got, we still have some time to kill here. Now, I understand, and I hope I'm accurate on this, that you are a, uh, a fan of the Abbott Brothers. Are they, would you say your, your favorite band? I'm such a fan, I will correct you and say the Avid Brothers. I Ooh. am a big fan. There you go. Of the Avid Brothers. I have been, I have been schooled, as Newsbusters would say. I <laughs> Watch Alex Stone's school PF on the pronunciation of Avid Brothers. They are from the Carolinas, no? North Carolina, I believe, yeah. Just, just like the very great Connells. You familiar with them? Who? The Connells. No, a generation before. You should check them out. I recommend everyone to, to check out the Connells from Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay, and you like, you like your, indie, your indie rock music then? Sure, more in high school, but yeah, I try and okay. stay current. We've got a little game here called, and since we're here at the Brouhaha uh, Festival featuring, uh, what's over like 50 craft beers? 80 comedians and 50 craft beers or something? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Is it indie band or craft beer? Okay. All right, you ready? Is the audience ready? You guys ready? <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. Suicide Squeeze. Oh, uh, I thought there was going to be two for some reason. Uh, suicide Squeeze. I think we have some uh, debate in the audience here. Craft Beer. Yes. Oh, there nailed it. In your face, Mark. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, here we go. All right, Vince Holiday air drumming back there is kind of the, trying to hint, but there you go. All right, Wild Cub. Wild Cub is a band. There you go. You like nailed them? it. Two for two. Do yeah. I like them? Yeah. Uh, I only know a few of their songs, but they, they're delightful. They were uh, here at Bunbury. Uh, yeah, yeah. My, I'll tell you, and they Mike were... Cronin, big fan of Wild Cub. Really? So, yeah, yeah. Oh, if Wild cool. Cub's listening to this, all right. <laughs> Bone Snake 3 on Twitter, big fan. There you go. <laughs> well, they were here at Bunbury, and they, uh, they were doing great, and then they played their single as the second to the last song. Uh-huh. And then people... Uh, started to lead because they wanted to go see other bands because you have to, you know, it's a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. And the lead singer started getting a little dicky with everybody for leaving. <laughs> well, that's his fault for structuring his set correctly. Like, you know. As a comedian, you got to know what you, that's very important. Oh, and Music he was and comedy. Up, he was buttering up the audience saying, oh, Ohio, what did he we close on downloads it? for Ohio. I don't even a remember. A cover? I only knew the single, so yeah. I'm lucky I knew that. All right. Heavy Seas. Heavy Seas? Heavy Seas. Beer? The audience says beer. Beer. Alex is going with beer. Beer. It's a beer. Yeah, buddy. What's your name? Ringo. 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 All right. Give Rico. Rico. I like Ringo. We're going to go. I like Ringo. Ringo. <laughs> I like 
No, Rico, crushing it. Rico, all right, very good. Heavy seas. I'm uh, three for three, yes? Yes. Yeah. All right, and Chalifu left in disgust because you're already kicking his ass. So. Yeah. No, he's back. <laughs> Idiot. All right. Lost Coast. Lost Coast. Banned. No. Damn it. Here. Three Man. for four? That's still four. strong. Still That's good. still good. good. Best Coast. Best Coast. Banned. Yes. Oh, four for five. Cam O'Connor knows. There you yeah, go. He's coming. Best Coast fans? Best. You like Best Coast? He sure. loves them. Yeah, Look at that shirt. Coast. That's a Best Coast shirt. Best Coast are great. I'm uh, four for five. Four for five. Feeling good. Very good. All right. Howling Bells. Howling Bells. Rico? Banned? See, I want to... I'm going to... Okay. Out of allegiance to Rico, I'm going banned. And banned is correct. <laughs> two for two. I think, I think Rico knows so many craft beers that if it's not a craft beer, yeah. by process of elimination, Here it must go. be a banned. All right. Okay. Uh, let me see. I love this one. Uh, Gandhi bot. Gandhi bot. Gandhi dash bot. You, you, you hip dudes back there. Gandhi bot. We're playing craft beer or indie band. What do you think? Gandhi bot. Craft beer? We're going craft beer. Craft beer. Yes. But that would I would wa- I want that to be a band name though. Yes. Some kind of. It a, could be both. It could be some kind of. Guys, band. we're starting Gandhi bot tonight. <laughs> Rico, front man. There you go. Doing some samples and. All right. Mayan Cave Bear. Mime Cave Mayan, Bear? Mayan Cave Bear. Mayan Cave Bear. Beer. We're going Rico beer. Rico looks stumped. Uh, it is. You're smart. It's a beer. Beer. Yeah. Dudes, Dude. we can't be stopped. <laughs> All right. Saint Motel. Same hotel? Saint Motel. Oh. Band? What do you think? Band? Band. Everyone's nodding band. Band is correct. Guys, come on. We're going pro. They have a great new single out. They, they uh, brought it out in 2013. They've re-released it. It's called My Type. Uh, do check it out. It's really cool. Okay. It's, uh, it's top 20 over yeah. Britain right now. But yeah, a lot of love for St. Motel right now. Sure. Okay, Blind Pig. Blind Pig. Beer. This guy says beer. This guy says beer. It's a Russian River beer? There you go. That guy. Bonus points. There you go. All right. Russian River. Two points. Two points for the guy wandering through the tunnel. Yeah. Getting more beer. All right. That's and that the is key. Correct. i got to start soliciting brewers for their help. That's right. And there are some sitting out outside of the tunnel. So. Yeah. I'm going to start calling them out. Shout outs from them. All right. Uh, kilt Lifter. Kilt Lifter? Kilt Lifter. Kilt Lifter. Guys, what nodding tentatively. Kilt Lifter. Kilt Lifter. That's indie perverted. Band, indie That's band dirty. craft beer. Just got it. It took me a good <laughs> 10 seconds to get that. I'm going to say beer. It is a beer. Oh, I'm good at this. Another one that should be a band, though. Yeah, should be a band. Right? Should be a band. And get, get, get the lady lifting those kilts. All right. East Hills. East Villains? East Hills. East Hills. East Hills. What do you think? Band? No. We're split. We're split? We're split. So, East Hills, brew. I'm going to say brew. No band. Damn it! Kind of of perfect, though. Still perfect. They're they're from Muncie, so they are an indie band. Ah, okay. Sure. Yeah. Band nonetheless. Some some indie boys like that one. There you go. All right. Okay, Longfellows. Longfellows. Man, beer? Yeah, we're going beer. Beer. It's a band. Band. Although I feel it is a beer. It should both? It should. I, both. I, I want to switch to both. I want to switch to both. And I have band, but I, I, have, I do now think that maybe I've seen that as a beer. I don't know. All right. And finally, 
Burning River. Burning River is a beer from Cleveland, right? That is yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was too easy. Yeah. For the Cleveland guy. All right, that's it. Well done, sir. That's pretty good. With I mean, I blew audience. Mark out of the water. <laughs> for sure. That's all that matters to me. Yeah. Well, Mark, a little out of his element. We had to, we dropped a quiz on him he wasn't ready for. But. He was out of his element. He's an idiot. He, no, he's <laughs> great. Everyone, he's every, a dad. Congratulations every, for being a dad, That's by the right. Way. Yeah. You know? There you go. We all can't do it. Everyone who's here that can't defend themselves is an idiot. Uh-huh. That's what I say. Okay. So, uh, so what are you doing, man? You're in Chicago, still based there? Still based in Chicago. Announcing officially here in the tunnel. Yes. Coming back to Cincinnati for a couple months in January and then moving to New York City. Oh. Gonna do it. There you go. Gonna All do right. it. It's official. All it's right. official. Now, wait. You guys, that was big news for you. I'm sorry to break it to you here in the tunnel like that. Now, did, but I thought you were moving to L.A. I've, I said that for a while. I said that I was moving to L.A. before I even really knew what that meant. I was okay. just like, that's where Hollywood is, so I'll go there. there. But uh, no, I'm changing my mind. Calling I'm going to go to New York for a so little this, while. So this is a scoop on the tape recorder. This is a scoop. If you, this is a, you, you, you have scooped my mom. My mom doesn't even know this. Oh, wow. So, so if you read in the uh, wonderful City Beat article about this festival, uh-huh. uh, then that... Beautifully that, written, by the way. Gorgeous, gorgeous piece written. of prose. Yes. Sure. Check that out, City Beat. Uh-huh. dot com uh-huh. and uh, and then I'll, and an interview this week with the Sklar brothers. Oh yeah, headlining tomorrow night. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, you like the Sklar brothers? Yeah, I like them. I like cheap seats. I like cheap uh, seats. I like a good fan. I like family. So. Yeah. <laughs> no support you have, family. You have, you have funny siblings? Ah uh, no, they are very ex- extraordinarily unfunny. My brother. Uh, no, they're they're. I guess they're funny. We don't have a great relationship, so we don't joke very often. Uh, no, but they're great. I love them both dearly. Uh, what, do they, what do they do? My sister is a dancer in New York. And oh. My brother is a, uh, I don't know, just makes money, buy, buys and sells things. <laughs> He's also uh, uh, likes to kiss boys, so... Oh. Say say about that what you will, but he's my brother, and I'll fight you. You know there what I mean? I'll right. fight you in this tunnel. And he's in Chicago too. He was. Uh, he he was. That's why I moved to Chicago uh, to live uh, in his building, and then he moved. He lives in Boston now. Aha. Uh-huh. He's moving to New York. All me, my brother, and my sister are going to be in New York soon. My brother's moving away from Boston because he said he described the gay scene in Boston as I quote. Uh, very unorganized. I don't know <laughs> what that means, but that's what he said. So he's out of there. Okay. Well, you want your gay community organized. You sure, don't sure. Carpool. You know what I mean? You want to know yeah. how you're getting home. There you go. Yeah. You want to have a lot of uh, bulletin boards and things that uh, uh-huh. keep, keep Facebook you Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. So um, you're headlining a lot then? I wouldn't say a lot, but a bit. I, every once in a while. I've, I've headlined uh, two clubs this year, which is more than I'd done before, so that's... Sure. 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 It's, not, <laughs> it's two, you know what I mean? It's you, Two people clapped, so I guess that works. That's cool. Now, uh, speaking of the internet, so we were speaking before, you have a website. Where can people follow you so they can find AlexStoneComedy.com There you go. Uh-huh. Or at AlexStoneComedy on Twitter. Oh, there you go. Or Facebook backslash AlexStoneComedy. Or, or, or MySpace backslash Bonesnake3. I'm, uh, I bought that domain. <laughs> I didn't. But Did you buy that from Cronin? Or? I should. You I should. should. There you go. All right. So um, 
what other plans have you then apart from moving and gathering all your stuff together and heading to New what, York City eventually? What plans do yes. I have? Yes. Uh, this weekend, get drunk and have the oh, best yeah. time with my friends. There you uh, go. Guys, that's for you. And, and get Rico a beer at some point. There you go. Crushing he, it. There you go. For winning absolutely nothing. I, I have not got my free tickets yet, so we'll wait on that. But the respect of the podcast. At some audience. point, we will get it. All right. All right, man. Well, let me see here. We got uh, Josh O'Neill coming up at uh, 6, is it 610 here on, sir? Yeah. All right. Very funny Josh McNeil. So get back here and check that out. And uh, he's tearing it up around here. And since this is going to drop Sunday, people will be hearing this uh, post, uh, post-festival. 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 Do make plans to come here next year to the brouhaha. Yeah. Because this really, Cincinnati, I think, really is the festival capital of the world now. It is the festival capital of the world. I'll say that. We've got, what do we, what do we got? Get a fest. Uh, Get a fest. Brouhaha. Bunbury. Uh, Bunbury. We've got uh, uh, the Taste, Taste. of Cincinnati. Yep. Oktoberfest. Yes. We've got, I'm sh- no shortage of Catholic school festivals. Oh, tons. Um, and then uh, we've got the P.F. Wilson uh, Podcast Fest. Yes, we do. We should have the P.F. Wilson Podcast Fest. That's tonight. Uh, if, this, if this goes well enough, uh, yes. Well, um, I'd uh, like to thank you for stopping by, sir, and making this part of your schedule. When thank I, you for having me. I appreciate it. Even though this will do no good to the people listening, uh, for the people that now, now we have to have some mode of an audience, when are you performing? When am I performing? Yes. 8.50 on the main stage. Okay. And Mark, you're performing when? No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> no, what time? 7.20. On a stage on the other side. And uh, then Josh will be hosting uh, on this stage right here. And you're hosting for, what, an hour? Yeah. All right, cool, man. So you get to do, what is how we get you to do 10 minutes and then, and then bring everybody else up? Oh, yeah. All right, hell yeah. All right. Well, this is, uh, this is a nice setup here. I like, I'm glad they stuck us in the yeah, tunnel. Yeah, it's good. I had a nice breeze here. It's, nice o- and, it's open air. <clears throat> nice and echoey. Comfy seats. Alex Schubert's here. So what more do you need? There you go. Nothing. All right. All right, you need you need nothing else, but yeah, beer and comedy, and uh, and we got some great headliners for uh, for folks uh, not in the know. Josh Sneed, Josh Sneed, Sklar Brothers, David Allen Greer, is that right? Yes. Was he a dad on a sitcom? Uh, Tommy Davidson was. Tommy Davidson was was uh, Oscar Proud. What? Who was? Who was the dad? Remembers Oscar Proud, dude. Remembers Oscar Proud. Who was the? Yes. Well, who was the dad on Sister, Sister? Can we get a... Who was that guy? Tim Reed. Tim Reed? And my voice is almost gone. Okay, what about... <laughs> here's your game. Dad or craft beer? Uh, <laughs> who, who, who... Realize, want to know, who was the dad on That's So Raven? Burning River. I can neither yeah. confirm nor deny that. Close in with a tough one. Who was the dad on The Cosby Show? <laughs> Way to throw a curveball. I know. All right, man. Okay, well. We're just not going to answer. It was Raven Simone. <laughs> the dad. There you go. All right, sir. I got a good, very good place to end it. <laughs> I'm going to cue up the theme music here. Cue it up. Cueing it up, baby. All right. Well, um, like I said, go to um, pfradio.podbean.com to uh, find other episodes of the podcast with all those other guests that I had mentioned. Or you can just find us in iTunes, or like I said, you can find us on the third page of the Podbean page. But go back and listen. Uh, cherry pick the episodes if you like. Uh, don't let this be an indication of what the podcast quality is uh, is actually like. And uh, yes, and uh, thanks to Alex Stone, Mark Shalafu, 
uh, Sam Evans for pretending he was going to be here, and then and then hopping out the last minute. Thanks for the the folks that did show up here to uh, help us kick off the festival. Yeah, you guys, Rico. Thanks to. Uh, Thanks Real to, heroes. Thanks. To, you know what's nice is the, these applause in the tunnel. If I didn't say anything, sound people huge. Think, it sounds like there were 50 people in here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, okay. And uh, yeah, thanks to Mikey Kurtz for, for letting us do this as well. And uh, I'll see you on the internet. And uh, other than that, I would say to you uh, so long and thanks for listening.